Welcome to Exodus, California. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and my husband, Paul, will be your co-host as we share our story about how we left California and made our home in the rolling hills of Tennessee. Exodus, California is a podcast for Californians who've had enough and are getting ready to pull the trigger and make that move out of a state they once loved. Some of you may be thinking of moving to Arizona or Idaho. Many more of you will land in Texas or even Nevada. But for those of you thinking about Tennessee, this podcast is where you'll discover lots of valuable information on just how to make that move. There's a mass exodus out of the Golden State happening today. The beautiful Western State was once a coveted destination for millions of families who moved there because they wanted better opportunities, better weather, and the freedom to enjoy both. But sadly, California is not the same today. I'm a third generation Californian and I completely understand all the reasons you fell in love with California, but I also understand all the reasons you're thinking about leaving her now. On our show, we'll talk about all those questions you have about moving to Tennessee, things like taxes, real estate prices, churches, public schools, crime rates, tornadoes, and yes, we'll even talk about the one thing that scares a Californian most of all, humidity. Once we moved our family to Tennessee, our company has not stopped and we seriously love it. We just love having people here. We've shown so much real estate and so many have fallen in love with the state we moved to. I'm telling you, the word is out. Many have moved here and we don't just talk to our family. We talk to friends and friends of friends and even strangers on a weekly basis. People who want to know all the details about how we did what we did when we moved to Tennessee with no friends waiting no family here to help us, and no job on the horizon. And honestly, it was the best decision we have ever made. We pray this podcast encourages you, answers some questions, and gives you the help you need to start planning your very own exodus from California. Welcome to the Exodus California podcast. I'm your host, Joanne Kraft, and I'm joined with my co-host and husband, Paul Kraft. And today we're going to talk about California versus Tennessee. And so what we wanted to talk about a little bit were were the things that stand out to us as being different, and a few of the things that stand out um, pretty much don't stand out because they're the same. So I wanted to share first a few things that I find to be the same living here in Middle Tennessee. Uh, Middle Tennessee being the Nashville area, the center, central part of the state, I have found that hair salons are pretty comparable for me. And as a woman who enjoys getting her hair done on occasion, I found that not to be a lot cheaper here. Uh, Another thing that I have found to be comparable here in Middle Tennessee would be sales tax. And again, sales tax is, I would say, between 8 and 10%, usually in California. And here, while sales tax is pretty comparable, what we don't have here is income tax. So that's where we uh, get a big break. So you really, you're in control of how much you spend, but you're not in control of how much income tax uh, the state of California takes. But I would love to have Paul share with you a few of the other things that are I would say a lot different than what we're used to in California. Well, and just circle back a little bit on one of the things you said about hair salons. 
The reason why they're the same is it's my experience that women everywhere are willing to pay an outrageous price for their haircut. Okay, you don't you don't agree ever. This is like a point of contention between us, how much it should cost to do your hair. And and a woman, I, I believe we need that. We well, need to have our hair looking nice. Judging by your beautiful hair, I've clearly lost that argument. Thank you. So one of the differences between California and Tennessee is going to be your vehicle license fees or what you pay to DMV to register your car. So California bases your registration fees off of the value of your car. So the more expensive your car, the higher the registration fees. Tennessee says we're all equal before the law. So everybody pays the same price regardless of the price of your car. Again, neither one of these policies are inherently wrong. They're just different. So in Tennessee, you pay about $56 to register your car per year. In California, an identical 2020 truck purchased for about $70,000 in California and Tennessee. California, you're probably going to pay over $500 to register that. In Tennessee, you'll pay $56. Now, again, that comes down to the philosophy of government. In my opinion, California likes to take groups and pit them against each other. So we're going to punish this group for buying this type of car, but we're going to punish this group less for buying this type of car. And that's not really the way that government should work. You should pay the same price as everybody. That way, everybody participates and no one group is pitted against another. The school buses here in Tennessee are already paid for as part of your tax dollars. So one of the things that Californians forget is that your property taxes and the other fees that you pay to your local school district are supposed to pay for things like school buses. In Tennessee, it's the same way, except in Tennessee, they actually use the money for that. So when it comes to the school buses, your tax dollars go to pay for it. So Tennessee doesn't make you pay again for the school bus. So if your kids need to ride the bus, they get to ride the bus. And any kid that wants to ride the bus can ride the bus. It doesn't matter if you're uh, wealthy, if you're lower income, uh, if you live in the rural part of the uh, county or you live in the more urban part of the county. If there's a school bus route and your kid wants to be on the bus, they can. And it's already part of your tax dollars you've already paid. I know when we lived in El Dorado County, I think it may be close to the same. Somebody can correct us that's listening. But I believe it was about $200 a student and then uh, up to three kids. I think $500 was the amount that they're paying out of pocket. And I did find it was an old article. It was, it was from quite a few years ago, but it was on a Los Angeles website and it was an article I believe from 2015 that shared about how the families in Temecula were just livid that they were paying $1,100 this mom was for two kids to take the bus and your taxes should already be paying for that this should not be an additional additional fee that a family has to try and figure out so one of the other differences between California and Tennessee is how they handle litigation here. And you may not think that litigation is a cost you should be concerned about because you're thinking, well, I've never been sued or needed to sue anybody, or I don't know anybody who has, or I don't think there's any risk that I'm going to be because of what I do. But remember, lawsuits and litigation are factored into the cost of doing business by entities in California. And so when they are deciding how much they need to charge for product X, one of the things they factor into the cost of that product is litigation costs. And so that results in things being more expensive in California than Tennessee. So California is far more litigious than Tennessee. And the statistics are easy to find on the internet. I won't bore you with them here. But the way Tennessee courts operate, if you do need to go to court, and again, 
for those of you who don't know, I'm an attorney, so part of my life is in court representing people in, in lawsuits. So there is a time and a place for that where you need to turn to the courts to get compensation for a wrong that was done. But the way that Tennessee does it, it's a lot cheaper and a lot quicker to get to that trial date, to get a decision made. In California, it's much more expensive. And again, those expenses get added into the cost of doing business. So products and services will cost more in California than in Tennessee for that reason. Another difference between California and Tennessee is going to be in the way they do property taxes. So California, uh, they tax the entire value of the property on the day it's acquired. And then those property taxes can go up no more than 1% a year as a general rule, regardless of the value of the house. So if you buy a million dollar house today and it doubles to $2 million next year, your property taxes are only going to go up 1% year over year, no more than that, regardless of what happens to the value of your house. California property tax rates are about one and a half to 2%, depending on what county you're in. So if you buy a million dollar property in California, you're gonna be paying about 10 to $12,000 a year in property taxes on that house. And those taxes can only go up no more than 1% a year under Prop 13. What Tennessee does is they put a value on the house each and every year. So you buy a million dollar house in Tennessee today, it's valued at a million dollars, but Tennessee only taxes 25% of that value. So your property taxes are based on a value of $250,000 in that scenario. The tax rate's about the same, one and a half to 2%. So you're gonna pay anywhere from three to $5,000 in property taxes, depending on what county you're in. And that is an incredible savings for people moving from California to Tennessee is just in that area there. So I'm going to talk to you a little bit about another difference between California and Tennessee, and that would be the state parks. And um, one of the things that my family, we did before we left California, we kind of called it our, our uh, farewell tour. We started saying goodbye to a lot of places. And one of the things I did with the kids, because we lived close to uh, the city of Folsom, we went to the Folsom Lake to have a picnic. I thought I would take my youngest two to go have a picnic. And I remember driving there and going in and it cost me, it wasn't free. Let me say that. I know it was over $10. And I'm looking at their website now. And I think just for per person, or excuse me, per car, it's $12 for you just to take your car, go onto their property and have a picnic. It costs $12. If you want to take your boat to the lake, uh, your annual fee is $100. Well, here in Tennessee, it's zero because you've already prepaid it with your taxes. And so that was surprising to me. Um, Paul and I, we feel kind of like uh, it's just weird, weird feeling because we're going on there. I mean, even just going to Lotus Park where our kids, our church would have the church baptisms and things like that. We were waiting for a fee to, to pay at the toll booth. Well, we go to the parks here in Tennessee and we're looking for the booth um, to pay. And there, there is none because it's free. And that also gets back to kind of the philosophy of government. Tennessee kind of takes the tack of you've already paid for that state park with your tax dollars, and everybody has paid something towards that park through sales tax. So why are we going to charge you to get into a park you've already paid for? It'd be the equivalent of you having to pay $12 to walk in your front door every time you got home. You've already paid for the home. 
Why do you need to pay to get into it? And since we just talked about the government for a minute, let's kind of segue to the differences between a Tennessee government and California government. So Tennessee and California comes to government both have a kind of the same setup. So we have one governor, we've got a legislature uh, that, that introduces bills, and then uh, we have other statewide offices like attorney generals. The difference between California and Tennessee is a couple. One is most of our statewide offices are not elected here, they're appointed. So the really only person who gets elected is the governor and the members of the legislature. In California, almost all your statewide offices are elected along with your legislature. Now, California's legislature is a year-round legislature. So that's where they make their money. That's how they make their living. That is their only job. And their only job is to introduce bills and try to get them passed into law. Every year in California, Governor, at this point, Governor Newsom, signs over 1,000 new laws into effect. Now think about that. Do you have time to read 1,000 new laws that have gone into effect to decide whether or not they affect you or don't? Not only that, there are over 5,000 bills that are introduced every year in the legislature that never become law because they either don't get voted out of committee or they don't get passed by the legislature, so they never reach Governor Newsom's desk. So there's a tremendous amount of activity that comes out of the legislature that you cannot keep track of. And that's part of why they do it that way. It's impossible for the citizen to keep track of what's happening with government. California is a year-round government, and you're saying Tennessee, how long do they meet for? Tennessee is a part-time legislature. They only meet a couple of times unless they're called into special session by the governor. And so every legislator in Tennessee does not uh, legislate as their full-time job. They all have other jobs they have to go back to. So they meet in Nashville, they pass whatever bills or laws that, that they think need to go into effect and send them to, at this point, Governor Lee to sign, and then they go back to their regular jobs. So one of the disconnects in California is that these legislators, they, legislators, they pass these laws that they don't have to live under. So it has no effect upon them, and they usually know a way to get around them. In Tennessee, the laws that they pass here, those legislators have to go live under those very laws when they're done, because all of them have jobs outside of being a legislator. So you have more of a community service aspect to that because they don't make a lot of money doing it. And it's more of a way for them to give back to their state to try to implement policies that they believe in, but it's not their full-time job. And I think the key is what you said there. They have to live under the laws they pass. It is interesting in Tennessee how when things happen, like I know we we follow, and I do recommend this to you, follow the news here in Tennessee if you're thinking about moving here. And if you're thinking about moving here and you want to have an email sent to you daily with real estate that you're interested in or cities you're interested in, don't hesitate to email us at craftrealestate at gmail.com. That's craft with a K, realestate at gmail.com. And we'll get you, uh, we'll work with you to get something specific to your budget and what you're looking for. But one of the things that interested me, I know when we were living in California, was it Occupy Wall Street? Is that what was happening back then, I think? And we were watching to see what was happening because we live close to UC Davis where there was just a firestorm of protests and, and things going on that were just terrible. And we actually were paying attention to how Tennessee was handling it. And that's when they actually had a special session and came back in and said, you're not going to camp on our steps. I mean, you can protest here. Basically, they created laws that didn't allow them, didn't allow protesters to live there, basically. And again, it comes down to that philosophy of 
we have no problem with peaceful protests here. We have no problem with you voicing your opinion. But why do you as a protester think that you have the right to keep me out of a building that I've paid for? If I want to go into my government capital building that my tax dollars paid for, why do you think you have the right to keep me out? And Tennessee legislature came together and said, we agree with that philosophy. So we're going to say, no, you can't do that. Again, not wrong, just different. California says, yeah, protesters, if you want to burn stuff down and you want to vandalize stuff and you want to lock people out of public buildings, go ahead. We're not going to do anything about it. We're not going to punish you. We're not going to prosecute you. There's going to be no consequences. Tennessee goes, hey, if you want to peacefully protest, come on down. You can march down the street. You can hang signs on the sidewalk. You can voice your opinion to whoever wants to listen, but you don't get to keep people out of public buildings or to vandalize or damage property. Another thing that I saw differently, too, because we have a police background, one of the things I noticed I, as a 911 dispatcher, there are certain things in California that are just basically a call. If you want to report, if you if your car was broken into the night before, depending on what city you live in, uh, you, good luck getting somebody to come out personally. You're going to do that over the phone at best. And when we moved here, we had an incident where a, one of our cars had been broken into and there were teenagers, we think it was teenagers actually, and I just called to get extra patrol. That's all I wanted, just extra patrol. I didn't think they'd do anything, just called in the morning and said, hey, I look like somebody was in our car last night. Can you, you know, well, sure enough, they send out an officer. Within minutes, we have an officer here. We have another, that same officer actually fingerprinted the car. And I'm like, wow, this is this is service we didn't get in California. So that that's a difference between California and Tennessee. I, I found that to be very refreshing. And, and that's one of the things that comes down to when you compare California and Tennessee, one of the things you're going to see is our sales tax is about the same. I mean, California's a little bit higher, but not significantly higher. The difference is we have no income tax here. California's got an income tax rate that is really one of the largest in the nation, if not the largest. But then you have to ask yourself, what are you getting for that money? So if I'm paying all this income tax and sales tax in California and my car is broken into, shouldn't I have an officer be able to come out? Don't my tax dollars pay for that? In Tennessee, we believe they do. Why don't you share with us a little bit about one thing that was kind of interesting to us. We saw a difference with smog checks out here. Well, number one difference, they don't call them smog checks. They call them emissions checks. But the difference here is that uh, you go every single year for a smog check, whereas California, I believe you go every two years. But here your smog check is $9, period. No matter where you go, no matter what kind of car you have, you're paying $9, period. Last time I had my car smogged in California, and I will admit it was about eight years ago, it was over $60 to get my car smogged. So you can break that down you know, per year, that's $30 per year. The other interesting with smog checks here in Tennessee, and this just shows the difference in how Tennessee views a taxpayer, is that when we first moved here, smog checks were $10. And when they looked at the budget and what was actually being spent versus what was actually coming in in revenue, they realized they were taking in more money than they needed. So they cut the smog check back to $9. Now you may think, oh, a dollar a year, big deal, it's not significant but it's about the attitude, it's about the mentality of the government saying, we're charging too much for this service, we're going to reduce the charge. And that mentality is prevalent throughout government here. Whereas in California, if you know of a time when a fee was reduced or eliminated, please let me know because I have never seen it. 
I thought, weren't tolls and bridges supposed to go away or drop? I thought that was like this back in the day. That's what they said. Matter of fact, I talked to somebody who was working on the bridge at the Golden Gate Bridge when I went across it. And he was hanging off the side of the bridge. And he actually said they actually have paint. They This is what the guy tells me. They had paint that will last 50 years. But the union did not want to use that paint. And so there they paint it every single year. And that cost gets passed on to us. So I wanted you to share, if you if you don't mind sharing a little bit about this, we might have some people listening who are investors. And we also invest in real estate. And one of the things that I think people might want to know is when you have a rental property, what is California doing right now that makes it different than Tennessee? Well, for starters, when we're recording this right now, we're in the middle of COVID. So COVID is still going on. And California up and decided that back in March when COVID hit that you could no longer collect your rent uh, as a landlord. They put all kinds of restrictions and prohibitions in place that essentially prevented that. Now, in theory, your tenant is still supposed to legally pay their rent. But if they don't, there's nothing you can do about it. You can't evict them. You can't lock them out. You're just stuck with a non-paying tenant in your property. Even if that non-paying tenant can afford to pay the rent, even if they were not impacted by COVID, even if they kept their job and their pay the same and they work from home. But California decided that that was just not going to be evictions for non-payment of rent, regardless of the circumstances. And that decision was made by one person, Governor Newsom, and one other person, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court, as part of a committee. That's basically a dictatorship. When you have one person deciding what you can or can't do with a tenant that you've entered into a contract with, that's a dictatorship. Now, you may like the dictatorship, but it doesn't change the fact that that's where it is. Here in Tennessee, they didn't put any such restrictions in place. Now, the courts did close temporarily during the COVID back in March and April, but essentially uh, they decided that landlords have certain contractual rights, tenants have certain contractual rights, and there's no reason for the government to get in the middle of those and that people are able to work it out when the occasion arises. Aside from that, California has so many rules and so many regulations. I don't even know how your average mom and pop uh, landlord keeps track of all these laws that come out. I'm an attorney. I do eviction work. I've done it in California for almost 20 years, and I have to spend hours with the new laws that are coming out and all the new requirements and the trickery that's pulled uh, in terms of how specific landlords have to be. Tennessee is not like that. In California, your best case scenario for an eviction from the time you file your, your eviction case to the time the sheriff does a lockout is six weeks. That's really about the best case scenario. Here in Tennessee, it's about three weeks. The costs are far different. I don't wanna spend the whole podcast talking about the differences, I can just tell you that evictions in California are a nightmare and they're going to they're only going to get worse. Whereas in Tennessee, if you have to do an eviction and hopefully you never do, uh, it's a much easier process. So if you are an investor, we would love to work with you. Email us at craftrealestate at gmail.com. That's craft with a K, realestate at gmail.com. We believe that Tennessee is a wonderful place, a healthy place to invest in real estate. We no longer have real estate in California and for a lot of the reasons Paul just stated. But there's so many things that we could talk about and differences between California and Tennessee. I did want to say one thing that that's kind of odd to me was weird. Now, as Christians, going to church is important to us. 
And when we went to church out here, it blew us away uh, that they have like a huge church on the corner next to another huge church, and they can be totally different denominations. One could be Presbyterian, one could be Baptist. It was mind-blowing to me, just the traffic jams on Sunday and, and the culture of going to church around, obviously, big churches. Now, not every place is a big church, but there are a lot of churches to choose from here. And part of that culture does kind of ebb out into um, the public schools as well because, like, for example, one of our sons played football, and I know that the coach didn't do anything major on Wednesday nights. It didn't go late because most of the kids had youth group. And so that that was pretty cool. I really loved that they accommodated the kids and there was just that um, that just reinforcement of, you know, church was important. And, and that is part of the culture out here for sure. Tennessee really is the, the buckle of the Bible Belt. And that is part of what you're going to encounter here. And so if that's important to you, you're going to love it. If that's not important to you, you're going to find it to be somewhat maybe obnoxious. Because one of the first questions you'll get asked is, where do you go to church? So people will meet you and, hey, it's nice to meet you. Where do you live? Where do you go to church? It's going to be one of the first questions that you get asked. And if you're uncomfortable with that type of question or you don't want to live in, in that type of uh, cultural environment, then Tennessee may not be the place for you. Not that it's hostile, but it would be more you feeling uncomfortable versus anybody else being hostile towards you. Yeah, you don't have to go to church to be here, but it definitely is part of the culture. Mm -hmm. And so many churches do so many cool things out here. There's so many community opportunities, drive-in movies, there's 4th of July festivities. I mean, the churches are just ripe with fun social events and lots of things for your kids to do. I mean, all year long, it really is a sweet thing. Mm -hmm. So hopefully that answered a little bit of your California versus Tennessee. If there's anything else that you want to ask us, do not hesitate to email us at craftrealestate at gmail.com. That's craft with a K, realestate at gmail.com. We just love having you here and listening and tuning in, and we look forward to having you join us next time. Thanks for listening to Exodus California. We are so grateful for listeners like you. Show us your appreciation and subscribe and share this podcast with all your friends. If you'd like to receive personalized real estate listings, email us at movingtotennessee at gmail.com. That's movingtotennessee at gmail.com. And let us help you make Tennessee home.